0: welcome back to 365 days with MXM tune. i'm maya a singer songwriter video maker oakland native and plant collector i'm also a huge fan of history i love untold stories gross facts hidden secrets and anything weird dark and funky from the past and each day i'm going to be sharing one of my favorite deep cuts with you so let's take a look at today's stories it's 365 with MXM Tune. Every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. That makes too. On this day in 1995, a little website called auction web made its first sale on the early internet a broken laser pointer that sold for $14.83. Within three years, the company would make over $4 million in revenue, and would change its name to eBay. Let's reverse. Nowadays, we're used to the fact that we can buy pretty much anything on the internet. Do you want a weird piece of armor from Game of Thrones? Maybe a vintage vinyl record of your favorite musician? Or a new Pez dispenser for your quirky collection? Well, it's all online. But in 1995, none of that existed. If you wanted to buy something, you had to look up a vendor in the phone book and drive somewhere to get it. That's until a guy named Pierre Omidyar came along and wrote a little bit of original computer code that would change the way we buy and sell. Omidyar was a computer science graduate and former employee of Claris, a subsidiary of Apple. The origin story that eBay pushed in the late 90s was that Omidyar's fiancé was a collector of Pez dispensers. If you aren't familiar, Pez are vintage candies that come in plastic cases with decorative heads on top. There are Pez dispensers for nearly any theme that you can think of, from Paw Patrol to Harry Potter to Michael Jackson. The story goes that Amidyar's fiance was on the hunt for a specific PEZ dispenser for her collection, but was having trouble finding it. So Amidyar thought, why don't I create a website where people can make these transactions easily? It turns out that story isn't true. It was made up by a PR manager a couple of years after the company started, but the story was told far and wide for years and helped lead to eBay's household familiarity and led to a boom in the Pez dispenser industry. Back to the founding of eBay. Amityar decided to try out his new computer code by attempting to sell a broken laser pointer. He put it up for just $1. To his absolute shock and astonishment, a bidding war ensued for a broken laser pointer. He sold it for $14.83, a massive upsell from $1. He was so surprised at the purchase, he reached out to the buyer to make sure that they knew the laser pointer was broken. The buyer assured him he did know and that he was, in fact, a collector of broken laser pointers. From there, the website took off. Turns out the world was full of people who collected odd and unexpected things. Wanna know one of the first big trends that took off on eBay? Beanie Babies. In the 1990s, Beanie Babies were the rage. The little stuffed toys with their signature tags were incredibly popular with children and collectors alike. Many have called them the world's first internet sensation. The company produced each design in a limited quantity, which created a massive value for people to resell them later. Think of brands today like Supreme who use the same scarcity model to drive value. The Beanie Baby craze turned out to be a bubble for the most part, and most Beanie Babies aren't valuable anymore, but the crazy thing is that some of them are. In the year 2021, a Beanie Baby wiener dog can be sold for as much as $500,000. When eBay hit the scene in 1995, Beanie Babies were just starting to really trend. People found eBay to be the perfect market to buy and sell Beanie Babies, and the trades took off. The company went public in 1998, and Amityar became an instant billionaire. In the 2000s, eBay expanded their market from collectibles to basically any sellable item. By 2008, they had hundreds of millions of registered users worldwide and made over $7.7 billion in revenue. They bought PayPal in 2002, Skype in 2005, and StubHub in 2007. eBay's enormous success made it one of the most well-known companies of what's called the dot-com bubble, Basically, this was a stock market spike in the late 90s where investors threw all kinds of money at new tech companies in the early days of the internet. The way a stock market bubble works is that a new opportunity for investment comes along and attracts some serious money. As the first investments come in, more people hear about it and want to get their money in it too. This gets media attention, which then amps up the excitement and prices even more. Soon, normal people like you and me start investing driving up the price even further. Eventually, all this has to peak and usually the price will fall pretty dramatically as people realize the stock became overvalued. Especially in the tech world, where new technologies are exciting but pretty untested. The bubble can burst pretty fast. A lot of economists have warned that we may be in a tech bubble right now in 2021. As a result of the pandemic, tech companies have become increasingly appealing investments for the virtual world. Tech startups are getting huge amounts of money from investors. The hope is that it's a boom without a burst, but only time will tell. Let's end today with a few of the weirdest items ever sold on eBay. A grilled cheese sandwich that looked like it had the face of the Virgin Mary on it sold for $28,000. A ghost in a jar. Yep, a guy said he had a ghost in a jar and it was terrorizing him. It sold for $55,000, but the buyer apparently never paid up. I'm guessing he's haunted now. A man said he discovered the meaning of life. He sold it on eBay for just $3.26. A piece of bubblegum that Britney Spears had chewed and spit out at Wembley Arena in 2000, that sold for $14,000. Justin Timberlake's half-eaten French toast. He left it behind at a radio station in 2000, and it sold for $1,025. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Now let's talk about music. On September 3rd, 1942, one of the greatest-selling artists of all time launched a solo career, and Frank Sinatra became a household name. His legacy would eventually include a massively successful film career, 150 million records sold worldwide, and the legacy Vegas residency of the Rat Pack, which included fellow singers Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. The story of how he ended up going solo is sort of the stuff of legend. Who knows how much of it is true? Frank Sinatra's first big gig was as the lead singer of the famous Tommy Dorsey band. The facts are that Frank became more and more popular and eventually demanded to go solo and get freed from his contract that gave Dorsey 43% of Sinatra's lifetime earnings. A legal battle ensued, and Sinatra won and went solo on September 3, 1942. The less fact-based part of the story is a rumor that quickly took hold that Sinatra's mobster grandfather held a gun to Dorsey's head and forced him out of the contract. Fun fact, in the iconic mobster movie, The Godfather, a character named Johnny Fontaine is supposed to represent Sinatra, and they definitely went with the mob version of the story. And now for today's final segment, I'll be going back into my photo archives to see what I was up to on a September 3rd in my life. On September 3rd, I don't know, maybe it wasn't unannounced. I can't remember, but I did take the selfie that I ended up announcing my collaboration with Carly Rae Jepsen um, that I was releasing. Okay, on your own featuring Carly Rae Jepsen. Can you believe that I made a song with the CRJ? Queen herself? Queen of pop? I cannot believe that. I still kick myself every single time. I'm like, oh, you know, I don't know if I've done that much cool stuff. No, you've done very cool things. You worked with Carly Rae Jepsen. Isn't that epic? I don't know. I think about that a lot sometimes. I sit down. I reflect on it. It's pretty neat. Thanks for going back in time with me. And remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Come back tomorrow for more stories from the past. It's 365 with MXM2. New facts every day. So don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's three. Sixty.